Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wildstorm Addiction, episode 52, for September 2015. I'm Joe David Solis. And I'm Ben Murphy. yet another month yay (laughs) we're going to be reviewing issue number four of the new midnighter solo series and we are going to discuss spoilers uh there's no wildstorm news surprise surprise (laughs) and uh the listeners have stopped asking questions there's no listener mail (laughs) even we made it to episode 52 but the new 52 is uh no longer so it's not relevant a relevant number anymore nice tie back (laughs) Oh, well, I guess we better just get into it then. Midnighter number four, released on September 2nd, written by Steve Orlando with art by Stephen Mooney, cover by Akko and Romula Ferjardo Jr., who is also credited with the issue's colors. Uh, no variant cover for this issue that we're aware of. I didn't see one. And also a new artist with Stephen, um, which you can kind of tell already since this was the fourth issue um Akko had taken care of the first two solo i think issue three he had a little bit of help with uh, and this one is solely on a new artist which is a little bit of a disappointment because i think Akko had done such a strong job starting off the series and you'd hope that uh writer and um artist would stick together for a little bit longer on a new title just so people become acclimated but uh, I think Stephen Mooney did a great job jumping in, and I'll just do a quick recap of the issue because I want to really focus on just talking about the title and the issue itself instead of spending so much time going through it. So uh, we start off this issue in Moscow, and really what's going on here is you have a bunch of uh, guys that are in a taxi, and they're drinking, they're having a good time, it's probably the weekend, Uh Looks like maybe they got done clubbing and they're going to a, a different kind of place here. It, it looks like they're heading to the slums um, and they go to this building and it requires a password. And you know, usually when, when you do that, you're going into like a mysterious like gambling joint or something like that. But no, this is a little bit different. It's called the Inn of Guire Grando. And this gentleman uh, greets them with a very nice bowler hat and it looks like a uh, I don't know just a fancy kimono style dress and he brings them into the room and these sloppy drunk uh, guys come walking in and what they see in the corner of this room is a vampire who's kind of tied up on the wall and these guys just go in and stake him and he pops very similar to like uh, maybe some of the true blood or uh, blade reminiscent of blade how how the vampires just kind of like pop and disappear and it's pretty nasty bloody mess and that's how this issue starts out um so it's pretty energetic uh, as far as starts go and then we uh also are in moscow and we're at a cafe and it's midnighter and grayson and they're sitting down and uh Grayson seems a little agitated about Midnighter abducting him uh, from the end of the last issue. 
And basically these guys are after some information and one of, I, I think somebody that Grayson was looking for, to be honest. And so this is something that Midnighter was able to pull him into because he knew that Grayson would also get something out of it. But we have one of uh, Midnighter's agents, Agent 184. Anyways, he gives him some, these guys some information and tells them about what's going on in this nightclub. So Grayson is looking for this guy called Akiovich. I think we talked about him late in the issue from last last month. But anyways, uh, it's basically where those kids went. It was called a thrill kill club. And they jump from that quick cafe scene where they got that information and they go to a, uh, a sauna room where the three guys that had their uh, rip-roaring drunk night and killing vampires as well. Um, they're kind of relaxing and, uh, going through the last night's evening and Midnighter and Grayson walk in and this is where they have their fun naked, uh, battle and there's lots of innuendos and ridiculousness, broken bones, definitely some more innuendos <laughs> about placing things in parts of bodies that orifices that you wouldn't want things placed in <laughs> like Austin powers back in the day. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. As far as, um, how nicely, uh, things are just barely covered up during the fight scene. Yeah. That's definitely pretty funny anyway. So, you know, basically the reason why they, they attacked these three is because they were able to figure out where the thrill kill, uh, club was, uh, so they could go find that guy for Grayson. And obviously shut it down because it was it's a pretty sick place. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the guy wearing the the nice robes and now he has a new kind of new style hat. He's out in the cold and he finds a bum on the streets and picks him up and turns him into one of the vampires to to take him back to the club and refresh his supply, I suppose. Uh, Midnighter and Grayson uh, scope out the joint and more guys are going in, obviously, to get their kicks, killing, uh, I wouldn't say innocent vampires, but helpless vampires that are just chained to the wall. Um, So they're going in for the kill and Grayson and Midnighter walk up to the receptionist lady who seems like kind of a homeless lady, really. Uh, She just mans the front desk and you know, lets people in if they have the right password. Uh, honestly, it'd be kind of interesting to see if outside of Grayson and Midnighter, what she would do to, you know, these hooligans walking in if they didn't know the password. I guess security would step out, but you don't really see them at first. But Midnighter and Grayson obviously don't know the password, so they just kick the door down. Uh, but but what's funny is it's, it's not the main door. So they go in and, and security just jumps out at them. And the hooligans that went in to kill the vampire they weren't in the same room where it kind of makes it seem like the door opens and you're right in the kill room but there's either a door in between or something either way it doesn't matter it freaks them out and they they start running uh midnighter and grayson obviously clean up the uh the mess from all the security team and uh those guys the hooligans kind of scatter out and then the main uh, hostess, I guess the guy with the the fun uh, robes and everything that's turning 
the riffraff and the vampires. That's where uh, Midnighter and Grayson start fighting. Mostly Midnighter is, is going after him. Uh, they're going through the ceiling. Uh, it seems like this guy can disapparate or whatever, you know, kind of change form somewhat. And he actually is able to uh, get Midnighter a couple times. I don't know if they're his fingernails or what, but little spiky things. They look kind of nasty. Anyways, Midnighter's kind of impressed that he was able to actually get something on him. And it looks like Midnighter's going in for the kill. And his head pops open and there's rats uh, uh, that come out, which is kind of a callback to some some older uh, monster vampire uh, stuff from the decades back, I guess. The guy is obviously not dead. He uh, he still comes back in a, in his uh, ghost form, and Grayson comes in thinking that he has the uh, has the uh, ups on uh, Midnighter, and obviously Midnighter, who is very aware of everything that's going on around him, uh, uses his uh, his forearm spikes and lops the vampire's head off, <laughs> um, which was kind of fun. So finally dead. Um, and Grayson's mopping things up, freeing the supposed vampires, and Midnighter decides to just call up Marina on on his uh, helmet phone and starts talking to her. We talked about her kind of being his oracle. I guess he's just bouncing information off of her and how he's mopping up you know, some of the things uh, stolen from the God Garden. So much so, uh, they even go back and Grayson's able to do some analysis uh, from the fake vampire, I guess, uh, his cells and everything. And they weren't even able to get good information because these uh, facsimiles were uh, booby-trapped and they you know, disintegrated before they were even able to get good samples off of them. Basically, these these guys were genetically modified and they're not real vampires, but some God garden tech that they're trying to trace down. And that's, that's essentially what uh, they ended up with. And Grayson was able to get some kind of information out of them to at least uh, track Akjevich a little bit further down the road. And that's where this issue ends up with um, actually seeing this guy and his plan is to create a super soldier that is very similar to Midnighter, where these soldiers will be able to have a computer brain to be able to fight a fight a million times uh, before it even begins. So that's, that's this guy's plan, is to make a bunch of Midnighters, and that's where we end up at the end of this issue. You know, I was excited for this team up with Grayson and Midnighter since... Uh, that was the big uh, buildup of uh, how Midnighter kind of launched and spun out of the Grayson title. And I thought the story was pretty cool uh, with the vampires and the, and the thrill kill room and all that. It just, it, this, I guess, I guess I need to see a bunch further because I know now it's, it's not like a monster of the week so much or monster of the month so much, but it's like, uh, what God garden tech are we going to see next? And I guess the thing that, uh, made me not as into this issue was maybe just the 
crazy design and the piece that Aka was able to bring to the artwork and the panels that were just so different um, from everything else that we've been reading. This just laid out very basic, you know, it was very general style comic layout and it was much easier to read. Obviously we've had those discussions, but other than that, it wasn't, wasn't too much visually that, that brought me back to it. I thought the story was solid, but that was pretty much it. I don't know. Uh, Joe, how about you? No, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. And I, I, I think the, the art does have a big thing to do with it. Uh, just looking ahead here, it looks like Stephen Mooney's going to continue. So, I mean, it's just one of those cases where he's not a bad artist at all. It's just that uh, with Akko was so stylized and, you know, there's no midnight sense in this issue. <laughs> you know? there, there's one little blip at the end right before he chops the vampires. You know, the little, yeah, midnight sense, but that. <laughs> he didn't go all Blitzkrieg. Yeah. I am kind of getting that sense of the, you know, the, like you said, not the freak of the week, but the monster of the month thing, you know, and they're trying to tie it all together with the whole God Garden thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but it actually uh, kind of bothers me that uh, this solicit for number seven says we're still dealing with this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not that every story has to be six issues, but you know that that's what they cater to anyway. So, no, you're right. And, issue number seven still dealing with that you start to worry about the issue number eight solicit because you know issues six and seven that's where they can kind of trade it and table it so yeah because uh i know uh like i was telling you earlier i'm kind of concerned because uh in december there's lots of dc titles being canceled and midnighter thankfully is not one of them but i know uh at least one of them which was Justice League United, I think, is being canceled, and it sells better than Midnighter and a few other titles that are still surviving. So I just think, because uh, we were also looking at the numbers here, too, which I had stopped doing, but apparently Midnighter started off strong with over 32,000 copies in his initial run, and then it dropped significantly to 19, which is normal for most... most uh, comic runs for that one to issue one to two drop is always dramatic and then three had 16,000 so we're starting to you know <laughs> starting to blink red here if this is a video game <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know what dc's official cutoff point is but you know it's always harder for for titles like this that aren't mainstay characters you know because even if like justice league or any of those other starts you know, kind of waning in the sales, all they do is relaunch it at a number one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, nowadays, in order to keep the interest in, in, in stuff like this, you know, that uh, I've talked about it, I don't know if on here, but I know definitely on the Valiant podcast I do that, um, you know, it might just be the culture nowadays that, that the ongoing series are harder to maintain. And it's almost like instead of doing story arcs, you do mini series that are the story arcs. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. But yeah, because the, the, the only other the only other type of shakeup sometimes that happens that helps titles is a creative shakeup. And uh, I mean, I like what Steve Orlando is doing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying if this title is going to get an upturn, it needs something. <laughs> yeah, other, I, I have no idea what they would even do at this point because he is he's totally flying solo. There is no other, yeah. You know, 
anybody that understands where Midnighter came from, and I know that's not the point as far as him being part of DCU. That's not the point. He doesn't need anybody else, but you know, the people that would stand behind this title are like, well, where's Apollo? Where's where's the rest of the Stormwatch? Where's you know, the authority? Yeah, and I mean, who knows? It could be their way to, to lead into another another launch of any of those titles, or heck, even a launch of the Authority. Who knows what's, you know, uh, a year ago when we weren't covering anything, you know, we didn't know that they were going to pick Midnighter for a solo title a year later, you know? True. So, they just need to be careful. I know that they, sometimes in their mind, you know, like they brought Grayson in on here, and, you know, they, they hope that, that all the Grayson fans will pick up this as well. And I don't know that that happens that way. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure it does to some extent, but, you know, if we go look at the numbers for Grayson, I'm sure they're doing much better than, than what we see here. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking. Issue number nine for Grayson uh, is still up around 40,000. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's you, that's not even half of those readers, you know, because you got to figure that the ones who are still here are reading it because Midnighter's there, you know. So, because we're already at we're already at half of the people who picked up number one, <laughs> but that could be part of the culture too. Is that it's like every time a number one comes out, there's a whole section of people who just get it just because it's a number one with no intention of following number two. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, that's true. Just people collect number ones, their variants, whatever. Speaking of which, I I realize there's actually a third variant for midnighter number one whether you care or not yeah there's a san diego comic-con exclusive that is uh very much like the concentric circles of the uh first one with the blue uh background but it's just a black and white cover oh yeah i think i did see that one and it has the sdcc logo on the and i wonder do, do variants count for sales that is a good question Especially since that would that would have been a giveaway. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that they do. It's still technically the issue. It's just different covers. So. Right. But other than that, yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of need to get away from the monster of the month thing, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, if they could if they could wrap up the arc of of this God Garden arc, and it looks like number seven, it might be getting fairly close to that, which is where I worry that technically the title could end <laughs> hopefully they'll I, I guess we'll know a lot more next month uh if they do a number eight solicit uh and then that can always get a little dicey because that's uh the january start and sometimes a lot of titles can get skipped right around there because it's right around christmas because they focus on on some special christmas things so i don't know you want to do that, Solicit? Because that's a brand new one. What, number seven? Yep. Uh, it's coming out on the 2nd of December. It just says, uh, Midnighter number seven, the mastermind behind the theft of the God Garden's technology is finally unveiled, and Midnighter never could guess the ultimate goal of the heist. So there's something else besides an army of Midnighters? <laughs> that's bad enough. <laughs> right. That's one of those where I almost want to see them achieve it, just because I want to see <laughs> what he'll do. But, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, that would be interesting. Sure. All right. Well, we don't have much more, so uh, just some quick shout-outs. Uh, 
Clark's Bar is still alive and well as a Facebook group. I'm sure they have more than 15 members this time. So I don't know if you have an, <laughs> an official number, but uh, the tally has been growing. <laughs> Let's find out what you finish there. All right. Um, and get twice the Valiant cover, coverage now with our friends of the show from Only the Valiant podcast at onlythevaliant.com or our friends over at culturalwormhole.blogspot.com and their Valiant Futures podcast where Joe is a co-host. You can contact us. Joe is uh, twitter.com slash Joe David Solis. You can look me up on Google+. You can follow us on twitter.com slash wildstormaddict. And you can also email us at wildstormaddiction at gmail.com. And we'll take old, uh, old Wildstorm Universe questions. Heck, if you want to go back to the homage or uh image days we love talking about that stuff just as much and hopefully the diehard fans will even help us with some of the answers but i would <laughs> i would prefer to dive back into the issues and look myself so uh, we'll take questions from that or anything new current what do you guys think of midnighter uh, we haven't heard too much of you, from you guys about that um since we've picked up the show since then so you got a face facebook group update joe yeah, we got sixteen new or sixteen members now. <laughs> oh, we added one in the month. Hey, yeah, and another news: I finally completed all my Wildstorm hero clicks. So ah, very good. <laughs> I can make a massive battle again. <laughs> awesome. Oh, one little quick side thing. I mean, it's not really Wildstorm, but it's kind of a cousin of. Uh, did you know that? There is a, a Kickstarter out there right now for a Battle Chasers video game. No. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, of course, it got funded like in two days because it's you know Battle Chasers and Joe Mad is involved in it. Uh, and it still has 25 days to go, but uh, not only is he doing that, but he's actually going to continue the uh, series where it left off at issue 10 is um, being brand new, and so that should be pretty cool. So I can uh, I can give you the Kickstarter link if you want to put it in there because like I said it's already funded but feel free to keep throwing money at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. I remember when those came out. That was that was that was fun stuff. But other than that, that's the only uh, other exciting thing that I've seen lately. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good. Well, thanks for sticking with us, everybody, and we look forward to a. Uh, Getting back together next month to go over Midnighter number five. See you then. See ya.